When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Hello, everyone, and welcome to the latest edition of the ACC Now podcast. I am Steve Wiseman, the uh, Duke beat writer for the Raleigh News and Observer, joined by uh, Langston Wirtz, uh, the esteemed Langston Wirtz from the Charlotte Observer, uh, my colleague at McClatchy. Langston and I have known each other for longer than we probably want to admit. Uh, before <laughs> any of us had any gray hairs or anything, long time ago. Langston, how are you? <laughs> how you doing today? I'm doing well, man. Thanks for having me. Yeah. We're going to discuss um, the NFL draft. It's NFL draft week. Uh, there's going to be you know a lot of ACC guys taken. Um, EJ Manuel, uh, uh, one of the ESPN pundits, former Florida State quarterback, predicted seven ACC guys in the first round. I think he's gone seven. much, much. Yeah, I don't, I'm not sure. Yeah. yeah. I think he thinks Josh Downs may get up there. Who knows? But um, yeah, I think well, Josh I, Downs is going to be a steal. I don't know about first round draft pick, but I think he's going to be a. I think he'll have. I think he'll be a first round talent. I mean, he he has uh, some really game breaking ability. He's kind of that nouveau receiver, smallest but really quick and strong, and kind of. I'm not saying he's Steve Smith, but in that Steve Smith mold. I could see him playing really well for somebody. I mean, Carolina might even try to target him later on. Yeah, exactly. That would be a great for them in the second round, right? If they can yeah, get him right second. there at the top. That'd be a good spot for them, and. um you know, speaking of Josh, we'll start off talking about him. You know, I got to see him play a lot up here for, for Tar Heels. Um, and he's always had NFL quarterbacks throwing to him, right? That's one thing. Mm-hmm. Sam Howell and then last year, Drake May, who's yeah. next year, we talked about him as a, you know, top, top three 10 pick. pick. Yeah, yeah, top three. No, pick. Top 10. <laughs> <laughs> well, higher than that. Um, nobody that high this year for the ACC. But but back to Josh Downs. That's, that's to me – an important thing that the scouts look at. They know what, you know, uh, he, how, how he can play with that level of talent, throwing him the ball. Um, I know he's only five, nine. That's the only knock against him. He's everything else, the speed, the hands. Yeah. But his, his ability to, to turn a small play into a big play. Um, I can see him being a punt return, kick return guy as a rookie. I, I see, I can see him, you know, definitely being a guy who's unafraid to go over the middle. They can make a big play for you. And like I said, that smaller, quicker receivers kind of involved, uh, you know, DJ Moore was a little bigger than, than, uh, than this young man, but, but the, the Panthers traded away to Chicago to move into the number one spot. But I can see him in that type of mold in the NFL, a guy who's going to catch some quick, outs, take it to the house, run some kickback, punts back, maybe even take the top off of the defense. I, I think he has a, a role in the NFL. I think he is a first-round talent. I don't think he'll go in the first round. Right, right. He's going to have a long, provided he stays healthy, of course, the, the caveat. He yeah. can have a long, nice, long NFL career. I mean, Absolutely. Look, at, look at a guy like Jamison Crowder from Duke. 
yeah. uh, from Monroe, right? Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. That uh, has been in the league now nine, ten years since he played at Duke. Another guy who's five foot nine, right? Yeah, kind of the same yeah. thing. Yeah, um, yeah. It's it's imp- it's an important important position. Those guys are in a good spot for it. Tough and strong and able to get it done. Yeah, that's right. Absolutely. Um, you know, otherwise uh, you look around. Um, you know, the ACC. Uh, you know, probably. A lot of the mock drafts, the first guy's coming off the board, um, you know, Kaliza Kansi from from Pitt, defensive lineman. People think Aaron Donald is a Pitt guy, you know, kind of. <laughs> Don't give anybody Let's to that not guy. not do that. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I saw him play, too, he, you know, uh, a long time ago. He was yeah, that, that guy, I mean, you know, you talk <laughs> about all-time defensive players. He, he's one of them. Exactly. So, um, you know, the people at Pitt think, okay, Kaliza Kansi, maybe yeah. he'll be. Who knows? Uh, maybe put a lot on him. Miles Murphy from Clemson, uh, the the defensive uh, end, uh, the edge rusher, and uh, uh, Brian Priesty also from Clemson, defensive lineman, inside. He's the inside guy. Those are probably going to be the first three off the board, I would think. Okay. Um, and then uh, maybe Zay Flowers, the wide receiver from from BC. Um, like him, I saw him play early in the year. I mean, he's he's really good, uh, really good hands. You know, he catches it with his hands away from his body. I think he could be a really good player as well. And that's a guy the opposite of Josh Downs, who hasn't really played with NFL type talent, uh, probably. Uh, Maybe his ceiling's a little higher because of it, you know, because he's having to reach out and grab balls that aren't necessarily, you know, on target as good. The thing about Josh Downs going back to him, he's always open. Yeah. And I know there's a difference between college and pro, but, you know, he's always open. This guy at Boston College wasn't always open in separation. I only saw twice, but his separation wasn't great, but he he caught everything. I was like, I got really catch. I, I remember seeing him. Yeah, great. Um, you know, Josh Jones, great route runner, great route runner. And um, Zay Flowers, again, uh, Boston College wasn't a great team. Everybody knew the ball was going to him a lot, and he still got open and caught him. Like so, Well, like, kind of <laughs> open, but yeah. <laughs> At least the two games I saw. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But he can uh, – he still produced when, yeah, when, the, when the spotlight yeah. was on his, him. His, defense his catch range was, is crazy. Yeah, exactly right. The radius, I guess, is what you guys call it. It's crazy. That's it. That's it. Exactly. Uh, one thing uh, Langston uh, produced this week, a story, uh, kind of looking at a roundup of um, uh, North Carolina guys uh, in the draft, uh, guys from North Carolina high schools. Yeah. Not all of them went to ACC schools. Hendon Hooker from Greensboro yeah. started at Virginia Tech and then ended up at Tennessee. Um, he'll be a he'll be a pretty good pick, I think. Uh, somewhere well, I'm curious, had he not hurt his knee late in the season, you know, where would he have slotted? I mean, I know people kind of still see him maybe as a late first round draft pick, but would he have been, you know, one of the big three or four we're talking about? Because he played really well. I know he's older and they don't necessarily like an older guy, but you know, before he hurt his knee, he's playing as well as anybody. He was, and he really had come a long way from from his struggles at Virginia Tech and really established himself. And it was such a horrible thing to see him get hurt because I think you're right. Um, you know, this league loves quarterbacks, man. They love quarterbacks. So he would have been top yeah, 10. Guy, the farm to get a quarterback. So. <laughs> <laughs> we can talk about that too. We can talk about that too. <laughs> That's not ACC, but who do you think they're going to take, man? Bryce, it's got to be Bryce Young. Got to be Bryce gonna, Young. If you're gonna if you're gonna trade your top receiver in all those first round draft picks and a second, the second you just got from San Francisco in the Christian McCaffrey trade, you gotta get that guy. And you know, to me, there's questions about everybody else. Bryce Young has a question: Is he big enough? But we've seen six foot quarterbacks win Super Bowls: Drew mm-hmm. Brees. Uh, uh, 
the guy in, in uh, Denver, his name's escaped me, that played at NC State. <laughs> oh, Russell Wilson, yeah. Russell yeah. Wilson, married to Seattle. Yeah, they were about the ACC. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we've we seen, we seen six-foot quarter, but now this, this guy isn't as big as, as Russell Wilson. He's not as thick, but he throws – he has a high release point. Uh-huh. So he's going to play a little taller than he, than he is, and I think that high release point is going to allow him not to struggle getting the ball out you know, as, as we've seen, even with Baker Mayfield this season, he has some trouble getting the ball out because he, he kind of had a lower release point. But I think Bryce is he, he kind of and, and you know we talked about Aaron Donald before. And I hate to compare guys to great players, but he kind of reminds me a little bit of Patrick Mahomes. He's got a little bit of that Mahomes in him, and I, okay. I, I think he can bring that excitement and magic to a city that needs it. Because since Cam Newton was Cam Newton, Charlotte has not been very good. There has not been. A face of the franchise really has there. I mean, a guy like I've been uh, and, and just yeah. haven't had just haven't had that guy, and just hadn't felt hope in the franchise. You know, there was that feeling when Cam came back, Cam 2.0, that he was going to like turn the thing around. But in truth, you know, he didn't get a chance to work out with the team. Right. He didn't know the playbook. They just threw him out there, and of course, he's not going to do well. And the offensive line wasn't very good, so. Right. I'm still of the opinion. I kind of agree with Cam Newton. I don't think there's 32 quarterbacks better than him. Um, I think he kind of hurts himself a little bit with the video saying who I will play behind and not play behind. But <laughs> I think, you know, had he, you know, had COVID not happened, I think he probably would have started in front of Mac Jones. And who knows what would happen in New England that year. But that's another story for another day. Yeah, exactly right. Um, well, back to you know, your, your wrap up, your roundup of the, of the local guys going to be in the draft. Yeah. They might go. Some of these guys, you know, probably going to be a lot of free agent guys. Yeah, uh, a lot of guys yeah. that aren't you know that aren't rated. Um, one guy, Garrett Williams, uh, from Charlotte, uh, who uh, played at Syracuse. Um, yeah. uh, cornerback. He's coming off an injury. Uh, what do you think about his chances, and what you know? What, what do you think he might show? I think he's going to be a draft pick. I mean, I think you know he's going to go you know maybe third roundish. Uh, you know, he he has the size and speed that guys like. And you know, if you look at his workout film since he's been coming back, he looks like he's kind of getting back to the where he was before the knee injury. And, and you know, I, I think. You know, he's a he's a good in press coverage. You know, he can, he can really be backpedals well. I know the things that coaches are looking for. I, I think he kind of fits the bill. And, you know, it's just a question mark about the injury. And, you know, that, that'll that determine how far he falls in the draft. But I think he will be drafted. Yeah, and he might be a guy that, uh, you know, can't do as much as first year. Uh, he'll be yeah, as he, no, as no, he gets healthy. Yeah, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah, it's going to be um, a guy you got to wait on. But, you know, it could be a diamond rough. Yeah, very good. That would be a good pickup for them. One thing I think um, – you know, whether or not the ACC has four or five or, as E.J. Manuel said, seven first-round picks. <laughs> I don't uh, know about seven. That's yeah, seven. I'm not going for seven either. But yeah, I think it's important for the league uh, to have as many schools with at least one pick, you know, uh, get some depth in the league. And sure. I think there's a chance, I you know, main team I cover is Duke, and they're not going to have anybody drafted, I don't think. Shaka Hayward is their best. Uh, he's a linebacker, you know. Tremendous player at the college level. Um, he's looking more like a free agent signing, probably. Best he would be is maybe seventh round. But um, so I don't think they're gonna be I want to ask you, do you yeah. think Christopher Dunn will be drafted at all? I you know, I don't know about him because um it, you know it's such a specialist thing, right? And yeah, but he's you know, really good. <laughs> and it only takes one guy, one one guy to fall in love with him and he can get yeah. He could be, and that that could that would help out, you know, uh, the NC State group and everything and, and what they want. Uh he was a great college kicker. I mean, he was a very productive, accurate college kicker. And uh, uh, so I'm not ruling that out. I think well, there's a chance. And Grant Gibson, the kid out of Charlotte in Mallet Creek, you know, I've been hearing some, you know, he might be a, a late round pick as well. If you're yes, right. I have too. Same thing. Yep. They they had a, they were 
they had a really strong offensive line. They had a, a veteran offensive line, a good group, and they 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 showed out well this season. Uh, while there were injuries all around, the quarterback they had problems with, all that kind of stuff. But the offensive line was pretty consistent. And I thought, um, especially as the year went on, they played really well in that Carolina game um, to help them with that upset. So, yeah. That would be good. He comes from a, a big time, you know, celebrity Charlotte family. His mother, Sonia Gant, was a long time television host here. She actually went to Chicago when WGN yep. was a big deal. When, yeah. you know, national television was a big deal. She was the host of WGN News and came back and worked for the CBS and NBC affiliates here. And Mallory Creek in Charlotte produced a lot of talent. You know, you talk about Trenton Simpson at Clemson. There's another guy who's going to be drafted um, for well, probably second round, maybe third round as a, at a linebacker spot. So, I mean, you know, Mallory Creek has had a lot of success in the draft and there's two ACC guys that could come out of there and, and, and be drafted this year. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, as we do peek ahead, uh, Myers Park, uh, Drake May next year, right? So, absolutely. <laughs> Drake, Drake May might be, he might be the, the pole sitter next year. I, I can see that. I, I think he's going to go into the year with that target on his back. As soon as this draft's over, yeah. that's going to be the thing. We're going to talk about Drake May, Heisman Trophy candidate, and number one, well, the, the thing about Drake is that, you know, he's kind of been groomed for this. I mean, everybody knows the story about his dad and his brother, but he's been groomed for this. And he, and he, you know, he doesn't get rattled and he's got the, the personality, that kind of all shucks personality. And he seems happy go lucky. But deep down in that guy is a competitive fire that burns like very few people I've covered in 35 years of doing this. I mean, he, he has a special competitiveness about himself. He hates to lose. But he, he's able to turn it on and off a lot better than a lot of athletes. I see most athletes can't come out of that, and he can come out of it pretty quickly. But trust me, that man wants to win and wants to win badly. And that's why he's so good. It's not by accident he's as good as he is. Yeah, and he, you know, will want to be the number one pick. I mean, those when you're at that level, it seems, well, tri- and also it seems like- trivial. One or two or three going to be a millionaire. No, no, it's it's about competition, right? Yeah, yeah. and you know, for for that family to be so big in North Carolina sports, none of them have kind of made pro sports on the biggest stage. I know Luke's having a good career overseas, but they, you know, it, it almost he's the last of the Mohicans, so to speak. And, you know, he's going to yeah. be the one that then makes it and really goes and turns pro and does well. Yeah, yeah. So we get to enjoy him one more year at the college level yeah. before he tips off there. But uh, I know, uh, you know, we're all up here expecting a big year from him. Yep. Um, uh, and the triangle in the ACC. So, um, you know, uh, another uh, uh, program that's come up lately, uh, the college level, the ACC, Wake Forest, mm-hmm. is playing a lot better. Um, I think their draft pick, A.T. Perry, the wide receiver, mm-hmm. I think will be the guy from Wake Forest. As we talk about trying to get as many teams as one pick, I think he's the guy, probably sixth, fifth round, maybe somewhere in that range. He's got tremendous hands. He played, um, you know, for a great quarterback Sam Hartman um, and the knock on Sam was you know, he's, now he's at Notre Dame he's going to play kind of a regular pro style offense you know Wake has that mesh system which so it's like okay is he a system quarterback or is he can really but A.T. Perry my point of all this is A.T. Perry you know caught the passes caught uh, contested balls a lot he was very good at that and I think he's a guy that, that can really do some things at the next level, uh, uh, even from like a lower lower draft pick po- uh, point of view. Just curious, looking ahead, do you see Sam Hartman in the draft pick next year? I think you will. I think the year at Notre Dame is going to pay off for him. Um, yeah. I noticed Notre Dame's starting quarterback last year is transferred out. Uh, <laughs> that tells you. Tells you he's going to be the starter there. Yeah, <laughs> and, he, and he's shown him enough in the spring. Like this other guy's like, 
all right, this ain't going to work for me. Sam's got this. He's not just a system quarterback, right? Maybe, you know, he doesn't. No, I, never, I never thought that. I never thought that either, right? He was dynamic come out of high school in Charlotte, went to the same high school as Will Greer, who's now, who went to West Virginia, is now the Dallas Cowboy backup. His dad's Chad Greer, who's a coach of one of the best programs, high school programs in North Carolina. So I knew that Sam was going to be great. He had a neck injury or something that, that really took him out his senior year, and I think it recurred last year for Wake Forest. But, yeah, I mean, he, he's definitely got the skill in the and the arm talent for sure. He does. And uh, uh, it's funny you talk about that. I'm going to bring it back to uh, Daniel Jones. Uh, <laughs> uh, when he, he's, he's a guy that, had, yes, he had an, he had an injury too. That's what reminded me of. He had an injury in high school and yeah. uh, was kind of a late, late bloomer. And he would have been at Princeton if it wasn't for David Cutcliffe. Cause uh, you know, he wouldn't be making, I don't know, X number of millions of dollars. Had he gone to 40 Princeton. million a year. <laughs> yeah. That's crazy. I mean, to think that that guy, you know, when I saw him in high school, to think he would go from there to where he is now is incredible. And, you know, he always was athletic. He always had athleticism. You know, I, I thought he could even, you know, maybe be a tight end or yeah. something like that. But yeah, he's, he's really had a good career and best of luck to him. No kidding. And he really, uh, you know, number again, talking drafter, number six overall pick, yeah. which I thought at the time, and I watched every game he played in, in college. And I wondered, if that was too high, because I mean, there were so, you know, there are some things about him that you know he put the ball in danger some. And... You, weren't, you weren't the only one. A lot of people were <laughs> scratching their head with that pick, but I think the Giants laughed last on that one. They did, and you know what? And he laughed last too because of the big contract. But he, you know, they didn't pick up his option. He had to bet on himself last year. He had to play well to earn that contract. He had had a, he played really well when he needed to. That he got into the playoffs, didn't he? Yeah. So, yeah, he's uh, uh, up there on the Charlotte. I really say Mount Rushmore Charlotte athletes yet, but uh, anyway, no, he's, no, uh, no. No, there's a long way to go to get there. We're not going there, but he, he's, definitely, <laughs> he's definitely had a, has built himself a nice little career for sure. He certainly has. Um, so what, uh, since you're in Charlotte, what, what's kind of the mood about, we talked a little bit about the Panthers draft earlier, and I do want to kind of go on that a little bit more here before we wrap up, but just okay. what, what's the mood down there uh, about, I guess it's just a matter of just trying to find that guy, right? Just trying, the fans want hope again, right? Like, yeah, the fans want hope. Everybody's excited. You know, every day there's a story, you know, from us or a radio station or television, somebody in media down here saying, who should the Panthers draft? You know, what do you say? Give us your opinion. And, you know, I think there's definitely some excitement like we haven't seen. I know uh, David Tepper, the owner of the Panthers, is trying to generate that. He wants the fans to come back. He wants to win. Uh, the Panthers haven't won in some time, and they need a quarterback. And just because now, just because they draft a quarterback doesn't necessarily mean they're going to win year one. I don't think they're going to come out and go twelve and five or something this year. But I think uh, Bryce Young makes the most sense. I heard some some stuff today that Will Levis his draft eyes had gone up quite a bit. Yeah. Like where's that coming from? But you know, the you know, the Wonder League scores have leaked and you know, CJ Stroud was a little lower than the rest of them and, and Will Levis is very high, but Bryce Young was almost perfect. And I know, I guess the only thing you can worry about is he big enough to play pro ball, but the one college conference in the country that most mirrors professional football is the SEC. Who dominated the SEC for the past two years? Bryce Young. I just think it's a no-brainer. I think that's who you have to take. I think everybody else is a risk. And right now, when like I said, when you trade as much as they gave away to get that pick, you got to hit a home run. And your best chance of hitting a home run is Bryce Young. Now, we may come back next year and say, oh, man, he took a hit week one and he was too small and he got knocked out. But you still got to take that risk because looking at everything you look at right now, all the parameters, he's the guy. Exactly. And uh, they did give up a lot for him, uh, you know, and um, I guess that's the fear is he take the the scenario you just painted. He gets injured early and then 
back to Drake May, the Bears get to draft Drake May next year. Or, or you know, he gets injured early, or he just doesn't pan out. You know, yeah. I think there's there's a risk in both. And, and uh, but I, I think you know the Panthers have to take their risk. They have to they have to get off this this merry-go-round of who's our quarterback. You know, we've got to stop doing that, and they've been doing that for quite some time. Now. Right, that's right. Uh, well, like I said, listen, uh, appreciate you joining us this week on that on there. Give us a perspective from down there on uh, the statewide perspective um, uh, on a lot of guys in the draft from from, from North Carolina with North Carolina ties. Yeah, there's a bunch of them in the top 600. Like I said, I think probably about a third of them we actually get drafted. But, you know, best of luck to the other guys who did, did it. You know, hopefully they'll sign somewhere as a free agent, maybe make one of the other professional leagues and keep that dream of playing pro going. There is a path. There's a path through through the uh, undrafted free agents. It's happened to a lot of guys that I've covered at Duke that have become, you know, longtime players in the NFL that way. Uh, and now the XFL is going again. They just finished their regular yeah. season. Um, uh, there's 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 plenty of ways to make money playing football these days. And so, right. and this this state has always been a basketball state, right? But there's a lot of football <laughs> talent here too. So, yeah, anyway. absolutely. Well, Langston, words from the Charlotte Observer. Thanks so much for joining me, buddy. And. Uh, uh, appreciate you being on here. Appreciate everybody listening to this week's edition of the ACC Now podcast. I'm Steve Wiseman from the Raleigh News and Observer. Thanks a lot and join us next time. <laughs>